good and on Locked On Gulls. Jacob Perot is on a hot streak in San Diego. We salute the fans coming out in droves in San Diego. And we honor the military on this special Veterans Day edition of Locked On Gulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? My name is Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering minor league hockey for 11 years, and this is the Thursday edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. We do this every Thursday where we talk about the minor league hockey team, San Diego Gulls. Last week, I know I went a little bit to juniors and prospects, but this week it is going to be San Diego Goals Thursday. A reminder, you can hear this podcast free and available across all platforms. And if you want to drop me a line, you can message me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD and the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about Jacob Perot a lot. We're also going to talk about the fans coming out to Pachanga Arena. Y'all coming out to San Diego, you guys are awesome. And we're going to spend the last part of this podcast talking about today it's veterans day and before we get into the program i just want to say a special salute to all those that have in the past or are currently serving in the military i want to thank you all for your service it's it's because of everyone serving that we are here safe in the good old us of a so i i just want to say thank you all to those that have served all right so Jacob Perot, he's been on a streak for the goals, hasn't he? Uh, over the past week, the San Diego goals have gone 2-1 and one in the last three games. More specifically, a very <laughs> steady 2-1. and one. Uh, the, first, the game we'll talk about first was the one on Friday. I'm still kind of reeling over that Jacob Perot goal, which we'll talk about momentarily. Uh, Perot was hot all week long. We'll go back to Friday, November 5th, when the goals took on the Bakersfield Condors. This was the first time that these two teams had met since the playoff. It had been that long. You guys might remember that close playoff match between the Condors and the goals last season, which led to the Condors Pacific Division title. Games 2 and 3 of that series both went to overtime in Bakersfield, and both times the Condors came out victorious. This time was no different. Uh, we had goals from Brad Malone for the Condors and Braden Tracy in the second. Third period was kind of a crazy one. Trevor Carrick, one half of the Maple Brothers, scored in the third period. But the funny thing about that, that Trevor Carrick goal came shortly after Sam Carrick had scored a goal of his own in Anaheim. Which meant that for the first time in a while, the Carrick brothers each scored a goal on the same day, 90 miles apart, in different games. Sam Carrick scoring for the Ducks, Trevor Carrick scoring for the goals. That did make it a 2-1 to one game, but Marcus Niemelainen tied things up late in the third. So we went to overtime, where the goals had a chance. Seth Griffith did get a penalty, which resulted in about a minute-long power play for the goals. They just could not capitalize at the very end. They had their shots, too. They absolutely had their shots in overtime. And I just want to give a little bit of praise to Jacob Perot in overtime. I thought he did a fantastic job on that power play, getting a couple of very high-quality shots, including one that was right in front of the goalie, like right 
to the closer end of the faceoff dot, he was in the high danger area. Just couldn't get it in. So Jacob Pro, he also had a desperation shot with about three seconds left from further out. That didn't go in as well. So we headed to a shootout after Jacob Pro tried hard to end it in overtime. And in that shootout, oh boy, there was only one goal scored in that shootout. And I'll give you one guess as to you you know you know what's coming. Jacob Pro, he scored in the shootout a nifty kind of like moving like a little bit of movement, move side to side, didn't slow down too much, but got just enough daylight to put it right past the goalie pads of Ilya Konovalov. And that was the game winner in the shootout. Jacob Perot won it. 3-2 to two was your final score on Friday over the Bakersfield Condors. And the goals finally got the best of the Condors in the shootout. But that Jacob Perot shootout goal, that was something else. He was the hero of the game and came out to a thunderous roaring applause when he left the ice. He should have been one of the stars of the game. He wasn't. The three stars were Trevor Carrick, Ole Eriksson Eck, and Braden Tracy. Jacob Pro didn't get a star on Friday. That's fine. He'll just get one the following night. And he did exactly that on another close game. The Colorado Eagles came out firing. They scored three consecutive goals early on, jumped out to a quick 3-0 lead. But the goals, they kind of just... You know, chipped away at that lead. Jacob Perot, he got a power play goal for San Diego goals. Their power play is looking pretty good lately. In fact, going into that game, their power play percentage was a blistering 29.1%. And of course, Jacob Perot doing his thing again. In fact, the goals were one for five on that power play. When you give him that many chances, they're going to burn you. And they did. That made it three to one. Nicholas Bruyard scored his first making it 3-2, to two. and the goals, once again, trying to get as many shots as possible, but just couldn't do it. Third period, shots on goal were only 9-7 to seven in favor of the goals, but those were nine high-quality shots. The majority of them were along the slot or right in the middle of the slot area. Only maybe one or two shots didn't have a rebound, but... They they pressured hard. They pressured super hard against the Colorado goaltender who on that day was Justice Anunen. Lucas Dostal, he tried his hardest to get that victory, but it ended up being a 3-2 win for Colorado on that day. But Jacob Perot did get third star of that game. He was fantastic throughout the entire 60 minutes. He's been working his butt off, especially recently. And that definitely showed... On Sunday, or sorry, on yesterday's game, and this is the one I want to talk about the most because this was an incredible performance by the San Diego goals. They came out scoring not one, not two, not three, but four goals in the opening stanza. Goals by Axel Anderson, Braden Tracy, Danny O'Regan, and Jacob Perot. First off, uh, Braden Tracy. He's been looking really good recently for the goals. Um, Getting more, as the kids say, more pucks in deep. And then Danny O'Regan burning his old team. Yeah, O'Regan was a captain for the Silver Knights last season. The goals acquired him, and he said, oh, I'm looking forward to this. And he let this one rip. 
So Daniel Regan scored against his old team. And then Jacob Pearl. Okay, this was the goal that made everyone go berserk. Jacob Perot got it on nearly the red line, like nearly the goal line, and from a just about impossible angle, sniped the puck in just past Logan Thompson. Poor Logan Thompson had this look of dismay going, why me? Why do I have to face this kid? And this was with about 46 and a half seconds left in the first period. Logan Thompson just looked up to the sky and said, really? Because Jacob Perot, from an impossible angle, picked the corner and made the bottle stand upright. That's what was also impressive about that, is Perot's goal. The the Gatorade bottle behind him was laying down flat, and when he hit the top shelf corner, that popped the bottle up and put it upright on the net. Impressive goal. Super impressive goal by Jacob Perot. He's been killing it recently. His technically third goal in three days, and that made it 4 nothing, and it was all San Diego. They just cruised from there. Uh, Jermaine Lowen and Maxime Marashev got goals for this overnights. And then my cousin Vinny, Vinny Letary, scored in the second, and then he scored a shorty in the third period from Nicholas Bruyard. And that was your final score. 6-3 to three was the final San Diego over the Henderson Silver Knights. But back to Jacob Perot. Once again, three goals in his last three games. He's been pressuring the puck on the neutral zone very well. So far this season, in eight games, he has 10 points, four goals, and six assists. And I'm looking at just this point streak he's on. He's on a torrid pace. He's got a five-game point streak. Two points against Tucson two days before Halloween. Two apples. The day before Halloween, then he got an assist against Bakersfield, a goal against Colorado, and then to top it off, he had one of each. He had a goal and an assist last night against the Henderson Silver Knights. So he's really picking it up. I would love to see Jacob Perot come up this season, but one major thing is he's only 19 years old. He's still a kid. Jacob Perot is still probably going to make the World's Juniors if the Ducks slash goals let him go, he's still eligible to make the World's Junior Championships later on this winter. I would love to see him in that showcase personally to really have him show his stuff for the entire world to see because he's on one right now. Hey, he could be this year's Trevor Zegras. The way Perot has been playing, the way he's been driving the puck up the lanes, the way he's been getting those great open shots, and using that skating ability to his advantage. That's been one thing that has been paramount to his game this season has been his skating ability. Uh, Looking further, just at the last five games, he has scored eight points, three goals, and five assists. The shot percentage is still around 20%. That's still quite good. And also think about this, that game winner he had last night, you know, finding two inches of daylight on the top corner. Those are the kind of assets to his game that would, I think it would do well in the National Hockey League. I feel like his overall game would translate to the National Hockey League and he could become valuable to the Anaheim Ducks later on once some of the older guys go. 
or if there are injuries happening, then I got to think Jacob Perot is going to be one of the main guys that is going to come up maybe late this season, but I would think certainly next season, he has a shot. He has a legitimate shot to be that 20-year-old that will just come in like gangbusters and make a crack at next season's Ducks roster. But for this season, there is not quite the room yet. But I'm going to stress this again. He's only 19. He's 19. And he's still getting better. He's still improving. He hasn't even come close to his prime. If he continues to improve at the pace he has been, watch out, Ducks fans. And if he stays in San Diego all season, hey, Gulls fans, you could look forward to having some fun hockey later on this month and later on this season. And I know the Gulls fans are going to come out for that. All right, this was intentionally my long uh, segment for the day. We're going to head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. You've got the NBA going on, NFL is happening, and of course, the National Hockey League. You could check out the lines on tonight's Kraken versus Ducks game. And if you haven't tuned in already, I did a, a hashtag squadcast with Erica Ayala previewing the Kraken versus the Ducks. So if you want to check out the betting lines for that game, then head over to betonline.ag and use promo code locked on to get a 15 or sorry, a 50%, not 15, haha, a 50% welcome bonus. So for example, if your first deposit is 200 bucks, then guess what? You'll get a bonus $100 on that first deposit to betonline.ag. Once again, promo code locked on gets you a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Coming up after the first intermission, we're going to talk about all the fans coming out and maybe a little bit more about Jacob Perot. We'll get to that on the other side. <music> Welcome back to Locked On Goals, which is under the Locked On Anaheim Ducks umbrella, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're still talking about Jacob Perot for just a hot minute before we talk about the fans coming out. Yes, I do have a segment planned for this, but first, Jacob Perot, he pretty much up and swiped the team lead in points. Uh, He was tied for first before this week's games. All of a sudden, he's got 10 points, which leads all skaters for the goals. Braden Tracy is right there with 7 points. Vinny Letary is right there with 5. Both Vinny Letary and Jacob Perot are tied for the team lead in goals with 4, but the season just started. It's a young season. The goals haven't played that many games yet. Yet. Right now, he is... Averaging over a point per game, Vinny Letary has only played in four games, which is why he only has five points. Letary was called up to the Anaheim Ducks earlier this season. As for Alex Limoges, he's out right now. Uh, he hopefully will be back soon. I'd like to see Limoges come back soon. Mason McTavish, obviously, back with the Ducks. 
and Jack Bedini back playing. So good to see him back. All right. Let's talk about all the fans coming out and especially last night's game. That was some kind of special night for all the fans. Uh, It was military night. It was military night. It was super cool to see a lot of the fans come out and also great to see all the military come out last night. Uh, One thing that I really liked was the jerseys that the goals were wearing. They had their special red, white, and blue jerseys. I like them a lot. I personally think those are some, those are among the better threads that the goals have. And if you haven't checked that out, I'll post a picture later today for Veterans Day. But really, I thought they had an amazing look last night. So the goals logo is in red, white, and blue. They have stars up and down the sleeves, which is super cool. The jersey numbers on the back, super readable, super easy to read. Love it. And I'm glad that they brought these back from before. They had worn these specific jerseys in the past. And why ruin a good thing? These are now going to be their annual Veterans Day jerseys for the San Diego Goals. And they typically try to play at home around Veterans Day anyway. That's just part of the schedule that they have. So for them to bring these beauties back, hmm, they're just gorgeous. Just gorgeous. All right. And speaking of the fans, a lot of you came out last night. Even though there isn't a specific attendance figure, I know that all the fans came out last night. There was about five, 6,000. Uh, good to see Bobby Cressy back on the Oregon. There, there was a good amount. Despite the lack of attendance number last night, The San Diego Goals currently lead not only the Pacific Division in attendance by a lot, but they lead the entire American Hockey League in attendance. And this is a salute to all the fans out there that continually support this Goals team. Even dating back to last season, a lot of fans came out for that Bakersfield's Condors playoff match. There was a lot of you out there, and I got to talk to some of the fans out there they're just a fantastic bunch. On last Friday's game, nine, over 9,000. On last Saturday's game, also over 9,000. Last night, there was at least 6,000 fans for Wednesday night for the Veterans Day game. That's just amazing that the San Diego Goals continually bring the fans in even after the pandemic. And part of it just has to do with their their great core base of fans. I've I've talked with Jeff Bush several times and he's part of the uh leaders on the ch- on the chant. <laughs> Can we talk about the chant for a second? If you watched any of last night's games on AHL TV, then you saw something pretty spectacular. Just not just the Jacob Perogo, but every time the goals scored, they let both goaltenders have it. They let Logan Thompson have it. They really let Dylan Ferguson have it towards the end. And I've mentioned this chant on the podcast. But the Goals fans have a special chant. And Jeff has spent some time in Nashville. He's very fond of the Predators. And he likes the chants that they have. The one that the Goals employ after the PA announcer announces the goal assist and all that. Then Jeff, among others, starts to lead the chant where they call out the goalie and say, hey, Thompson, 
One, two, three, four. It's all your fault. You suck, loser. <laughs> I know it's a little harsh, but it's just part of the fan experience there. And what happened, especially with last night's game, is the first couple goals, not many fans got the chance right away. Once you got to three goals, then more fans started to, to pick it up. And they went, oh, this is what we do. Then it got to the fourth goal. Once it was after that parole goal, first off, everyone went BS crazy because that was a spectacular goal. Second off, everybody got into that chance. And by then, they're like, okay, we know how to do this. So that one was the one, two, three, four. It's all your fault. You suck, loser. That one was good. But then after goal five, <laughs> even Andy Zilch, the San Diego goals play-by-play announcer, he even commented on that as well. And props to Andy Zilch for making comment about the chanting from last night's game. So I just want to reiterate that the goals have always had strong attendance, but this season in particular they're doing a fantastic job. The goals are doing a fantastic job promoting the games, bringing the fans back, doing all these kind of promotions for military weekend, for last night's game, having the specially priced tickets for the military, having kids come in at a discount. You know, they're employing all these different promotions that are bringing the fans back. Something that I hope that other AHL teams will do and other minor league teams you got to take note of this. If you want a way to bring back the fans, one, get some winning hockey on the ice, two, have some stellar promotions, and three, do it in such a way that says, you know what? We care about the fans. We want you to come back. We love having the chance. And they're all over that. So again, just wanted to give my props to the goals fans. You guys rock. You guys are all awesome, and you guys make the atmosphere what it is at Pechanga Arena. I hope to see more of you guys throughout the season, and let's pack the barn. Let's get 10,000 every game. Let's show the rest of the American Hockey League what a good hockey environment is all about. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission, and we're going to honor the military on this special Veterans Day edition of Locked on Goals. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez on this special Veterans Day edition of Locked on Goals. And once again, a special message to all those that are serving or have served in the military. Once again, thank you all very much for your service. And kind of appropriate that this comes on Goals Thursday since San Diego is definitely a military town. They have strong military roots. I know the Padres, they have camel jerseys every Sunday. And the San Diego Goals, every around Veterans Day, they wear the special red, white, and blue jerseys, which they wore on last night's game. I just kind of want to talk about that for a few minutes before we head off. I know it's not typically canon to talk about anything other than hockey to go here, but this it is Veterans Day today, and I thought I would talk about the day and honor those that have served. So the goals themselves, they do something special where every game they have a hero of the game. In fact, most places have a hero of the game nowadays, 
But what San Diego does is they actually bring out very specific people. They have Camp Pendleton base nearby. And what the goals do is they present a challenge coin to their heroes. And it's really cool that they do that. I know some people really take the challenge coins very seriously. Uh, the goals have honored local heroes. They've honored frontline heroes. They've honored military heroes. They've done this every season. And it's great for the goals to not just do this once, but to do this continually. They always have the discount tickets for military and the government, by the way. So that's always great to see them um, reaching out to our servicemen and to have and to present them with a challenge coin. I think it's neat. I think it's very cool that the goals still do this now. So just wanted to give a quick shout for that. And I'm going to get pretty personal here. I know I sometimes, sometimes get personal on this podcast, not too often, but this day does have special meaning to me. I've had family members in the military. I've had a couple of cousins serve in the Marines. And unfortunately, I've had family members pass away in battle. And the one, the one that still gets to me to this day, um, and I'll give him a shout out here, uh, William Salazar. He was a Marine Corporal. He died in service. He was killed in a car bomb explosion in Iraq. This was way, way, way back. We're talking 2004. This affected me quite a bit. It affected my whole family because he he was a proud, proud Marine. He was proud to serve. He actually wanted to serve before, but he couldn't. And then the terrorist attacks happened 20 years ago. This sparked him. And he was recruited onto the Marines later that year. And he was assigned as a combat cameraman. Uh, he did do graphic arts in LA. He was a graphic artist. He was still up and coming and still learning a lot about graphic arts. So being a combat cameraman seemed like a perfect fit for him. And I remember just how proud he was to go in a service. We actually had like a little gathering out where he used to live um, in Pico Rivera. I have I had family out there in Pico Rivera, California. So we went out there and just celebrated him making the Marines. And he was just over the moon about it. My sister and I, my family, we went over there. Um, we just all told him like, you know, just be safe out there. Which I always say, like, be safe. But especially after the terrorist attacks had happened, yeah, there's always that fear. But everyone thought, you know, he's going in as a cameraman. You know, what's the worst that can happen? Like, typically cameramen are kind of afar. But no, not not William. He, he went in. He was in the, <laughs> in the battles. And unfortunately, uh, that took his life eventually. Um, this was October of 2004. And he was a proud Marine for a couple of years. He had a lot of operations already <laughs> under his belt. So this, it does still affect me a little bit just because he was someone that the family was very proud of. And he was assigned 
uh, just down the road at Camp Pendleton, California. He was assigned to the 1st Marine Division based at Camp Pendleton, California. So that's where this all ties together is he spent a lot of time out there and, you know, he, he loved going on raids. You know, he just wanted to keep going, wanted to keep pushing and went on quite a few missions. And eventually it was the one that happened in Iraq. It was a suicide car bombing that took place in Iraq. And he was only 26 years old. He still had a lot of life. I know he wanted to be a cameraman in Hollywood eventually, but unfortunately that just never came. So yeah, that's my first cousin and still missing to this day. And this is partially why Veterans Day has a special meaning to me. So I just thought I would share that with you all, especially on today's podcast. So there you go. Uh, once again, like to all those that have served, are serving, or have perished in the line of battle, we honor you, we salute you, and once again, thank you all for your service. And like I mentioned, just thank you to my cousin who served for a couple years. Um, to those that perished, you're definitely missed, and we thank you sincerely. All right, uh, that's how we're going to close out today's Locked on Goals podcast. We'll be back next Thursday for another Goals podcast. They have a couple of important games coming up against the Bakersfield Condors. I suspect at least one of those games will go to overtime, just calling this right now. And once again, tomorrow, we will talk a little bit more about the Bob Murray saga. And any new updates that come out of this will bring on tomorrow's podcast. So make sure you're tuned in for that. Thanks for making Locked on Ducks and Locked on Goals your first listen of the day. And make sure to make Locked on Bets your second listen of the day with your boy Q. And also check out Locked on NHL, hosted by Sarah Avampado and Jess Palmasto on Wednesdays, hosted by Gil Martin on Mondays. I was actually on Locked on NHL today as well. So if you haven't checked that out already, check out Locked on NHL, where I talk a little bit about Bob Murray resigning. So, yeah, definitely check those podcasts out. Uh, This podcast and all the other podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network are free and available to download across every platform, including Stitcher and Spotify, among others. If you want to drop me an email, you may do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. If you want to tweet at me, uh, my personal Twitter is at StimpyJD, and my show Twitter, or this show's Twitter, rather, is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all so much for listening, and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. You're all greatly appreciated, so just thank you all so very much. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, on this special Veterans Day, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, saying thank you all once again for your service. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And ducks and gulls fly together.